Are you pondering what's next in your life? Unable to effectively peer around the corner during a transition phase? You know change is on the horizon, but you're unsure which path to choose, where the journey is taking you, how to prepare, or what it all might mean. Welcome to the club. I don't think there's a more common question I'm hearing from or frankly asking of those around me right now. Maybe it's the natural reflection brought on by the pandemic. Maybe it's because our kids are in their mid-20s facing all that life has to offer and many of our friends are knocking on the door to career transitions or maybe even retirement. But it's out there. And perhaps if we take a few moments to reflect on it together, we'll both discover a path forward or at least gather some insights to take with us on the journey or perhaps share with others who may be on that journey with us. Welcome to the Catalyst Health Wellness and Performance Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brad Cooper, co-founder of the Catalyst Coaching Institute. And six weeks ago, we tried something a little different. We called it the Contemplative Catalyst, a special episode devoted to something that seems to be missing from our lives today. Setting aside a few minutes to pause and ponder. Rather than our traditional conversations with world-class researchers, best-selling authors, or elite performers, we shifted gears a bit. We discussed the missing art of reflection in a world where we're consuming endless amounts of information, but then we often outsource our thinking to other people. After we released that episode, you told us you wanted, you needed more of the same. As a result of that feedback, we will occasionally integrate one of these special episodes into the annual podcast schedule. If you missed the original and would like to go back and have a listen, it was episode 221. So here we are, pondering what's next. Out of the gate, keep in mind that there is not a, in quotes, right answer to that what's next question. The other important consideration is to keep in mind that except for rare circumstances, we're talking about a next step, not a forever step. One of our coaches, Liz Brown, loves to remind her clients that their next step is a t-shirt, not a tattoo. I love that. When we keep the perspective that we can, or frankly even should expect to, regularly change the t-shirt, it removes that pressure to make the perfect decision, allowing us instead to simply look around and try some things on. Which leads us to the who versus the what discussion. Curiously, we seem to focus so much on the what. What degree should I pursue? What job should I take next? What should I invest my money in? What state should I live in? What should I do with my time in retirement or even pre-retirement? But is the what question really our best centerpiece? Isn't that just window dressing? Consider how the question and, and very likely outcome changes when we instead focus on answering the who question, as in, Who is the person I'm becoming? Take the job example. We spend, and I use that word very purposely, spend so much time trying to find that perfect job, the what. If instead we focused on the who we are becoming, perhaps that what would answer itself in terms of the setting. Or the investment question. A clear who will make the what question somewhat obvious. Or even the free time question. Doesn't a clear answer to the who open the door to a variety of clear answers around the what? But sometimes the equation benefits from being turned upside down. Sometimes identifying a big what will help launch a fresh new vision of our who. Last week, we had adventure racing world record holder Colin O'Brady as our guest, and he challenged all of us to think about what is 
our Everest? It's a valuable question, one I hope we all take time to consider carefully. He reminded us our limiting beliefs are just that. They're limiting beliefs, not limiting facts. And that personal Everest can be a springboard to the new you. At the same time, maybe our next step isn't to immediately begin our personal Everest, but instead to sit quietly in base camp for some period of time, adapting to the altitude, reviewing the maps, and refueling the body. Maybe our best next is creating the space to do exactly what we're doing right now, taking the time to reflect, ponder, and plan. As much as I love big goals and world-changing results, there's no rule saying we must be in that sort of pursuit phase 24-7-365. It may not provide the dopamine-boosting Instagram photos, but the pause can be incredibly valuable. Think about various people who have had some of the greatest influence on the course of history. Almost without exception, they went through a pause that preceded their pinnacle. Jesus might be the most obvious example as he seemingly spent the first 30 years of his life in a holding pattern, but he's not alone. Do a little homework on Nelson Mandela, Oprah Winfrey, Mother Teresa, Winston Churchill, and so many others who lived out world-changing lives. The pause almost always precedes the pinnacle. Let me say that one more time. The pause almost always precedes the pinnacle. But folks, there's a fine line here. Those who know Everest best recommend arriving to base camp about five weeks early to adapt the body and prepare for the climb. But that pause is to be five weeks not 10. Spending too much time at base camp results in muscle wasting and decrease in both strength and endurance. And I think you know where I'm going with this. There's a very good chance our next involves some version of base camp, pausing to learn, reflect, and prepare. Do not skip that step. However, let's not make the other mistake of getting stuck in base camp forever and never moving forward either. Once we tap into the concept of who before what and the role of base camp, it might make sense to explore how the various stages of life play a role in figuring out our what's next. Dr. Arthur Brooks in his book, Strength to Strength, highlights the four ashramas, an ancient Indian teaching that breaks life into four approximately 25-year blocks. The first block focuses on the learning that comes with youth and young adulthood. The second involves building a career, accumulating wealth, and maintaining a family. It is within this second stage where one of life's most common traps occurs, as it's it's easy to get attached to the rewards associated with that second stage. St. Thomas of Aquinas, in 1200, so a couple years ago, referred to these rewards as the four idols, money, power, pleasure, and honor. When we fall prey to one or more of these, we never move into the last two stages because we get stuck in the endless cycle of wanting more and more. Addictions don't always involve drug and alcohol. I can be addicted to my title, my salary, my race results, my role at work, my reputation in a specific community, from academia to the endurance community, or any other number of things. Getting stuck may happen in stage one due to an unwillingness to move forward out of that young adult stage and take responsibility for our career, financial commitments, or family life. Or it can happen in stage two if we're seemingly unable to let go of an identity that played a significant role in our lives. Understanding the natural course and importance of these first two blocks helps us to look ahead at what might be the natural next step. 
If we are able to avoid or escape these traps, then the final two stages involve pulling back from our previous personal and professional roles to contribute to society in other quite impactful and meaningful ways. But that's only possible if we don't get stuck in the first or second phase. Related to these transitions, Chip Conley, the head of the Modern Elder Academy, who hosts various next chapter of life retreats, asked participants to answer the following four questions. I I thought they might serve us well in our discussion. Number one, what activities will you keep? Number two, what activities will you evolve and do differently? And number three, what activities will you let go of? And there's one more, but I, I want to kind of pull us back to our original Contemplative Catalyst a few weeks ago, where we talked about activities that once played a very important role in our lives, but they're no longer doing so. Yet we're hanging on to them because they're routine, they're habit, they're part of that identity. So again, number one, what activities will you keep? Number two, what activities will you evolve and do differently? Number three, what activities will you let go of? And then finally, number four, what new activities will you learn? We've covered a lot in these few minutes together. If we were to stop here, we'd have a suitcase full of things on which to reflect, to contemplate. However, I'm afraid it also might be a little dangerous to stop here, almost like teaching someone to drive, but not mentioning when the brakes come into play. The what's next question is natural. It's valuable. It's important. It's also deceptive. It turns our focus away from this moment, the one we're sitting in right now. The moment involves a warm cup of coffee in the morning, watching birds soar through the sky overhead, or kids play nearby, hearing a favorite song come over the speaker, holding the hand of someone you love, or the simple act of taking in a long, slow breath, feeling the air fill our lungs, and then releasing, reminding us we are very much alive. That's the joy in this moment. High achievers like most of those listening to this podcast have a tendency to dial in the future beyond anyone's expectation. And in the process, we can easily miss out on the joy of the moment. I think my favorite model in finding joy in each moment is our Australian shepherd, Sky. Without exception, she greets every single morning, regardless of the weather or what's on the schedule, with an exuberant abundance of joy. I mean, you'd have to see it. And those of you with pets, you get this. She welcomes family members to the house like they've been apart for years, even if it's been a couple hours. And she lights up at the sight of a Frisbee, even if she already ran eight miles that morning. She is living fully in the present moment with absolutely no thought, no concern about what's next. Now, we're not Sky, but as high achievers seeking the best next step in our lives, perhaps we can keep her approach in the corner of our eye as we do our own reaching for the sky in our own lives. So the five key things to remember, short episodes, so it's easy to go back and review this if you want to, but the five key things, number one, it's a t-shirt, not a tattoo. Number two, the who before the what. Number three, time spent in base camp, not too little, not too much. Number four, keep the stages of life in mind. And number five, not missing this moment as we reach for the next. Thanks for tuning in for this special Contemplative Catalyst episode. If this was valuable, if this is the kind of thing you want to have us continue to do occasionally, please pass it along to somebody. We, we watch the numbers. We watch the listen. So if, if something drops off the map, it signals to us, well, maybe that was a bad decision. If it, if it pops up a little bit, it tells us, hey, we need to continue to include these. So let us know through what you do with this. We, we really appreciate it. 
The next two episodes with Dr. Mario Kratz on evidence-based nutrition and then Dr. Lisa Fazio on why propaganda works and how we can use those insights to avoid falling for it and actually enhance our learning are outstanding. I hope you'll continue to invite us into your world each week. We know you have, frankly, unlimited choices and we're honored, truly honored that you've chosen to spend a little bit of time with us. If you ever want to talk through details about enhancing your career by earning your NBHWSC approved health and wellness coach certification, or maybe how to integrate credible, meaningful coaching into your employee benefits plan, reach out to us anytime. Results at CatalystCoachingInstitute.com. Again, that's results at CatalystCoachingInstitute.com. Now, it's time to be a Catalyst. This is Dr. Brad Cooper of the Catalyst Coaching Institute. Make it a great rest of your day. And I'll speak with you soon on another episode of the Catalyst Health, Wellness, and Performance Coaching Podcast, or maybe over at the YouTube Coaching Channel.